0: 105 in Edmonton, hour number two of Oilers now. Bob Stauffer, Brendan Escott with you. Having a bit of a tough day, eh, Brendan? Struggling a bit? I can't even get the phone to ring. I don't know what's going on. I can't get to dial out. Wow, that's not good. Did somebody switch off a number or something you know, from Chase? The, what, could, could that have happened? What do you think? I mean, we got a provincial election, and they killing <laughs> all the... Well, Sometimes the calls get forwarded down south to Calgary, but that's not the case for this one. We've had some callers in. So, I'll text George. I'll get him there. All right. Well, I'll text him right now. How's that? We'll see if we can work our magic to hook up with Mr. The Rock, the second hour of Oilers. Now, oh, down goes the phone. There we go. Just saved it lightning quick reflexes. Oilers now brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer, the ideal place to start your daily vacation in this hour for contract equipment. Canada's premium heavy equipment dealer with rental and sales uh, that's contract equipment we'll be hooking up with uh, george larock who'll be our orders now headliner today for wilhawk beef jerky it's the best you've ever tasted search for wilhawk w-i-l-h-a-u-k today a reminder to keep texas on the ashley Pine Forest text line at 780-496-0063 the river Cree resort casino excitement bet on it and you can text us on the Ashley Pine Floors text line, same number, seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Get the new floors you've always wanted. Uh with Ashley Pine floors. <laughs> Brendan, I he's waiting for the call. He just texts me back. Uh, Ashley Fine Floors, one hundred forty third Street, one hundred eleventh Avenue. Uh, again, we're on Twitter at Orders Now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stauffer. Tweet Brendan Escott at Brendan with two e's, Escott with two t's. And if you got really good phone skills, you might be able to help us out right now because we seem to be having a little bit of an issue here. So uh, we'll work on that. Again, Orders Now second hour brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The Ideal place to start your daily vacation. Should mention all season long. The orders now injury report is presented by James H Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. James H Brown is uh, of course Trent Brown, Jim Brown, the gang of James H Brown, and. they are huge supporters of the Edmonton Oilers, the Edmonton Elks, and the Alberta Golden Bears. We head off to the River Creek Resort and Casino hotline again for Contract Equipment Canada's premium uh, heavy equipment dealer with rental and sales. We welcome back to the show the big man George Larock. Hello, George. How are we doing?
1: Uh, a little tired, but I'm good. Why are you tired? Were you did you run a marathon or something? No, I actually just got back from Israel. How did that go? But also, my buddy, uh, Dave, you know David Ettegi, former agent. his son was getting married, so I flew there for the weekend to attend uh, to to the wedding.
0: <laughs> wow! <That's, laughs> you only, how, how many? Like, where were you gone? Ninety-six hours, seventy-two hours. How many hours were
1: you gone? Uh, I went. There, I went there for one day. <laughs> what? Well, so, yeah, he's, he's, he's the best friend of mine, and I, ha- I had a meeting tonight so that can miss, so I could only go there for one day, but. It didn't matter if I had to go at the end of the world. He's my best friend and I had to be there for his family. So I flew in for one day. I spent more time in the plane than I actually spent there. But it was important for his son and his family to be there. So I told him I was going to be there. So that's what I did. I, did, and I just got back. Okay. And actually, funny things, when I got back, I saw the boys um, in the plane um, coming back from Germany. You know, the World Championship, montambo and yeah, all yeah. the guys going back to Montreal. We were in the same flight because I connected from uh, Tel Aviv to Frankfurt and the the boys connected on the same flight to go back to Montreal
0: oh yeah were they a little bit more uh, were you more sober than they were
1: Uh, (laughs) yeah I I was just Bob I didn't sleep for like two three days right so um, I I think I was more tired that they were even though they played hockey
0: yeah well it's great that they won the gold medal hey uh, George we were talking about best athletes over 40 and John Shannon mentioned Gary Roberts and Gary Roberts might have been the only guy I could ever recall that stepped up and fought for George Laroque, sticking up for him. Maybe you could tell people a story about Ben Eager uh, and you and then Gary Roberts.
1: Man, uh, that's what I actually wanted, the funniest story ever. Uh, Gary Roberts was one of my favorite line mates that I ever played with. I remember when I was in Pittsburgh and uh, we got him. Our Senate was Max Talbot my winger, Gary Roberts, I was on the other side. So it was a pretty physical line, and Max Talbot told him, you have the green light to say whatever you want to whoever you want, and nobody's ever gonna, no one's gonna even look at you. Right. So it was funny, he had so much fun tripping guys and stuff, and I was on one side, Gary was on the other side, it was awesome. One time we are playing in Philly, uh, Philadelphia, usually the Battle of Pennsylvania, was very animated back in in these days, back in old days, and uh, we always we always beat uh, Philadelphia. Our team was too good, but but anyway, there's one time I kind of got hit from behind uh, by uh, what Ben Eager. Yep. And uh, when I got got hit by him, I went after him, and he wouldn't fight me because uh, you know he he kind of he was supposed to be there for that, but he kind of knew that. We were in different class, and he was in Philly. Didn't want to get embarrassed. All right. So anyway, um, he just he just you know he turned me down, and you know with the new rules, I can't just jump on someone. But then Gary Roberts challenged them, and when he did, then he said yes because Gary Roberts twice his age, forty pounds less than him, and he thought that that gives me a better chance. And they're in Philly, and he can pump up the crowd. I was I was scared, and I was not happy because I was like man if he beats up gary roberts i'm gonna have to ask because there's another story i'm gonna tell you after this one but if i beat if he beats gary roberts i have to ask michelle terrian for the team to cover my suspension i'm gonna about to have because i was gonna jump him after <laughs> because i was like he can't refuse me and then he goes challenge grandpa and he beats him up right so Gary Roberts beats uh, like he fights him, and it's funny because on TV in, in Philadelphia they were doing teller the tape, yeah. kind of like a boxing match where they're showing the age. Gary was twice his age. The, the height, Beniger was higher, like much higher, like taller than him. And then the weight was forty pounds more than him. And Gary Roberts pommeled him <laughs> so bad. It was, it was incredible. crazy. It, you guys have to see this on YouTube. It was the craziest thing ever. So when that happened, man, I give it to Eager. I tell him, how does it feel you got beat by grandpa? Listen, Bob, no word of a lie. It was, it was so embarrassing the way that he lost that the Flyers, they released him shortly after. The only thing that I don't understand, you know what team picked him up?
0: Wait, well, after he went to uh, Chicago, George.
1: Okay, okay. Who picked him up? Uh,
0: did he go Chicago, then San Jose, or, Sh- or San Jose, then Chicago? Then? Well, the Oilers signed him to a three-year deal. Yeah. Why? <laughs> Why? Why?
1: <laughs> you got beat up by Grandpa. What was that signing? Are you kidding me? What were uh, you thinking? <laughs> and actually, i give you another know, story, um, because we're talking about the Flyers. You know, when I was telling you about Terry and um, how I was going to go up to him and ask the team to cover my suspension. The reason I was gonna do that is I actually did it once. Another funny clip you could act. I actually I never told you this one, Bob. One time we're playing Philly in Philly, and they kept running our goalie, which was Marc Andre Fleury. And uh I looked at Tarien and I said, "Okay, you give me uh, the, green the green light, light to yeah. run to run Martin wrong And he started laughing. He's like, "Don't do it too obvious." So. You can actually see it on YouTube if you write George Jackson on YouTube. Martin Biron.
0: I remember B- you, you slid like you were going in a second base, George.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I wanted to honor Jackie Robinson. <laughs> may he rest, may he rest in power. So I kind of skated in front of Biron and make it look like I, I, I skated skid and I was turning and I was like, well, maybe because of my skating skills, it'll work and the NHL will think, oh, you just just tumbled when he turned. So I kind of turned and I ran into Biron and uh, two things happened. When I did that, no, three things happened. The first thing, when I did that, no one came after me. They (laughs) all waited for the referee to come in, and then they wanted to come after me when the referee was covering me up. You know, people, they waited for the referee to be in. They looked like, what are you doing? When I was there for a good minute with on and nobody was doing anything. Second thing, in that game, no one ever ran flurry ever again. (laughs) And the third thing, Colin Campbell called me, and it was like, George, that was the worst slide I've ever seen. He was taking care of the suspension back in those days. He was yeah. like, I got, I'm going to give you a fine for that $2,500 fine. But you can't do that stuff. So I understand why you did it. But that was, you cannot tell me that it was an accident, because that's what I said. And he started laughing on the phone. He was like, come on, George. You know, Biron, at least you didn't get hurt. You weren't getting too fast. So you could get away with a fine. But you know, you can't do stuff like that. And was like, man, I slid. I, I you know, I just went on the denied, you know, slid, slid, slid. So I got the fine that the team covered. And I could tell you that now, but obviously, uh, if I said that right away, it's illegal to do that, right? You would have gotten but, you, you, you would've
0: know, got suspended
1: but, if you'd if you'd relayed but, that information. No, 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 no. The team would have got in trouble. But just so you know, Bob, um just so you know, most of the time that you see stuff like that happening, teams covers it. Oh yeah.
0: Absolutely. Because
1: Because it's important sometimes. You have to send a message. And you know, guys, like, you know, like, sometimes you want to do something, but you want to make sure the team's going to cover it, and they find ways to do it, to find new ways to get that money back because you're doing it for the team. So even though they're not going to say publicly, when you take one for the team, uh, it's because they have your back often. In regarding things that could end up into a suspension or a fine.
0: What I recall about the one with Eager, you guys are playing, uh, you mentioned Philly. The game was on versus Mike Emmerich, was the play-by-play guy. Geoffrey Lupo had three goals and six points in that game. They smoked you guys. And they, like, Lupo and uh, Upshaw, Scotty Upshaw, who, you know, Uppy was chirping Sidney Crosby. And I don't know what got said, but you started laughing at the bench between Upshaw and Crosby. And I don't know. I have no idea. But, you know, it was one of those moments where you kind of broke out laughing and then I remember you were in the penalty box. You got the penalty on the play with Eager, and you're in the penalty box watching Eager fight your, uh, you know, fight Gary Roberts. And just Mike, Mike Emmerich was stunned. He's like, "That's a 42 year old man," and and I mean, he got 15 left hands in on Eager. Like it was George. I mean, I don't know if you ever beat a guy that bad before. Like it was that lopsided of a record. fight. You it was were, like when I fought Rob. It was like when I fought Rob Ray. It was like when you fought Rob Ray. So he had it coming yeah. to him. Uh, do yeah. you care? Do you care now that your beloved Edmonton Oilers are out of the playoffs?
1: Have you lost interest in it? Or are you? Uh, you no, know, I, I, I watch. I watch hockey all the time because I watch it all because, like you, I'm on the radio every day and right. I cover it. And also because I want to know, like you know, what it takes to win. Like every year, as you know, there's new tendencies, right? Uh, teams like they have new model like how teams are built um, you know like and, and team players like who are who are the players that are performing in the playoffs? who are the players that maybe one day we want to have to the Oilers team right y- you have to watch all hockey to know what's out there like what guys in the playoffs going to become free agents what guy could be interesting for the Oilers you know what goalies could be interesting if we're looking that that route you know so we have to look at it to know what's going on in all the other teams because as you know Bob like after the playoffs is gone teams always have tough decision to make in terms of who they're going to keep it, who they're going to replace it with. So it's important to watch hockey, all the games. So we know, and when we give suggestion and we talk about things, um, you know, like we know what we're talking about. We know all the players. We know the guys that perform, guys that underperform. So, no, I watch everything, Bob, and I think it's important.
0: Uh, are you surprised at what Florida has done? George, they were seventh. 17- yeah, you know, they actually you know, finished it- behind Calgary in the overall standings. Bob,
1: Florida, it's like a miracle because Pittsburgh, people forget this, but if Pittsburgh doesn't lose to Columbus and Chicago, they're out. I don't know how it happened with Crosby and Malkin, how they lost to Chicago and Columbus to, to let Florida go in. But in Montreal, all year, people in Montreal were laughing about the fact that Montreal got a first pick for Ben Sheriff, and that first pick was going to be a top five in the draft this year from Florida because they didn't protect it. And everybody thought that Florida was the worst team in the NHL because they didn't protect their first round pick with Montreal. Montreal thought they were going to have two of the first top five picks all year long. They're laughing at Florida, and now the picks look like it's going to be thirty-first or thirty-second. Crazy. So, yeah. And then you know you look at even the first series against Boston, right? Boston's up 3-1, 65 win this year. Um, it's over. And then Bobrowski went back. He went in. And now we're seeing the same Bobrowski that when the uh, when th- there was a debate in the NHL who was the best goalie in the league between him and Carey Price, well, Bobrowski right now is back to that level. The way he's playing goals right now, Bob, he's doing things that we haven't seen in the history of the NHL in terms of goals saved every game. The average is like one point five or two and he has like three three point five a crazy stuff like this. Yeah, goal saved above
0: expectation. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And
1: and I know for people that are listening to us right now it's hard to understand that stats, but it has never been just just to make it easier for you guys, it's never been done in yesterday the NHL a goalie having a stats like that.
0: Not over not over two straight series or like you know, like you were with Cujo in ninety eight and he stoned Patrick Waugh in those final three games and stopped 92 out of 93 shots. And you guys came back from 3-1 down against Colorado. That's Colorado, George. Like, they had Patrick Waugh in goal and Sackick and Forsberg up front. Like, that was – an. but that was three games that Cujo done, did that. This guy's yeah. done it in two straight series.
1: Yeah, I and, know. And, and that's why right now it's – because – his confidence was obviously up the roof, and it was awesome to see how emotional that he was when when Ketchuk scored that overtime goal. But, like, you know, now he's rested. Borowski's rested for the final. They're waiting for, for the next team. And, you know, if, if you look at it's crazy, because if you look at, let, let's look at Vegas moves, right? Vegas is, is better in, in four. They have better forwards, better D-man. But the goalie is what is going to be the big difference and uh, I think that uh, Bob, if he keeps that same level that he is right now, uh, they're going to win the cup. And man, Florida winning the cup, that no one could have even, even guessed that. It, it's incredible. And that's why, you know, often people say just make it to the playoffs. It doesn't matter how you get in, because anything could happen. Look at 06. You run in with a hot goalie, you run in with a hot goalie, and then everything could happen.
0: Look at you guys in 06. At what point did you guys start to believe that you could go all the way
1: to the final? After we beat them in five games, when half the teams were plugged into IV because we're all sick. You remember that? Yeah, oh yeah. In the semifinal, we were all sick. And 12 guys were under IV, and we still won. We beat them in five. And I remember the coach, I think it was Carlisle. Was it Carlisle? At the time yes, the Randy Carlisle, yes. Yeah. He was so embarrassed that his team got beat by a team that half the team was under IV that he told the media we made it up because, because he didn't want his team to know that we're so dominated by the Oilers that even sick they beat us. And actually when he said that it didn't work because you guys saw it yourself when guys come in the room and you saw the guys plug into IV because we're all sick and water bottles to our name and stuff. So after that series, knowing that we were playing Carolina, we thought it was over like we we're going to win the Cup. But again you remember, as I said before, you know, you have a hug goalie, you can make it, you can make it and win the Stanley Cup. After Wilson got hurt, then we thought it was over. Wait. We thought it was over. He, because if he didn't get hurt, we win the Cup. It's over. We, we, we win the, there's no question about it. And then Mark Kinnan did a good job in releasing Conklin after Conklin during the puck. He did a good job. But Wilson was going to be the con He was going to win the con And we were, we were going to win the Cup. And you know when Bergeron ran into that demon that ran into him, a lot of guys were mad at Bergeron because. And I know, I know he didn't mean to. He didn't matter Matt, to hurt Matt a goalie, Green. Matt Green got beat further up the ice. Yeah, but but you know the thing though is that Bergeron, like usually when you hit a forward, you gotta hit him and get him away from your goalie, right? Yeah. He didn't mean to because he's a smaller guy. He's not a physical. guy. Xander but, Ladd on the net drive. Yeah, I know. And that that cost us the cup. Hey, That's why we lost the cup. I know.
0: Hey, one more thing for just to end with George. Thanks for joining us coming back in and out of Israel in like thirty six hours. Did you not play for Michelle terion and Junior as well?
1: Yes. Yeah, I won the World Cup with him. So and, uh, with the Grand Predators.
0: So was that ninety six or ninety seven, one of those years?
1: Ninety six against Peterborough in Peterborough. Okay.
0: He was it true he was like like, like he 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 was like a driver for Rock Voisin at one time or something. Like he was a bit of a badass, wasn't he? Uh,
1: I don't know what he did before he was a coach, but I know that as a coach he was a badass. <laughs> he was in, in junior. He was he's using the intimidating intimidating factor, like to scare guys. He would yell at guys. I heard him. I heard him once said to a to a player that. Your mom should have got an abortion Stuff like this That's how he was yeah. Not a bub. But And again I Dif- know that today di- di- Different time never, Different a time ne- A coach could never say that today But if I tell you all the stuff that he'd say But we're talking in 96 right? And yeah. junior Yeah uh, and, and that's why In Montreal Yeah, the, the reason Like in Montreal His first stint When Montreal Canadian, uh Doug Gilmore was running the dressing room Because he he, he didn't have it It's crazy because a story. Okay, after he had a success in and won the Royal Cup, right? He went to coach in Fredericton. And in Fredericton, when he went there, guys did a meeting because they wanted him out as a coach. Wow. He was gonna get booted out as a coach, but they fired the coach in Montreal, so he got promoted. <laughs> he got promoted when he was gonna get fired in the American Hockey League. So he goes to Montreal with the same technique that he was in junior. It wasn't working. He lost the room. Dog was running the dressing room with Rekce. And then he lost his job again. And then he had to change his style. And when he went to Pittsburgh, he changed it a bit. It was much better, and he took the team, and he took him to the Stanley Cup Final. But again, his style was still a little too rough. And then I remember Crosby went to the GM uh, after something happened, and uh, they fired him. And when they did, the team was so happy they won the Cup that year yeah. with Blythe Ma as a coach. But, you know, it, it's just... When you're a coach, you're a motivator and you're pressing on guys. Uh, it works for some guys, but not you know, every guy. Not all. Not every guy likes it, right? And you can only do this for so long. And that's why Torts. I'm so surprised it's still in the league today because that's his style. You have to adapt today because now, let, let's be honest, players are princess today. The prayer no, but it's true, you can't yell too much You can't be too hard on them Because if you're too hard on them They talk to one another, it's going to be a mutiny And they don't want to play for you anymore And then you're going to be gone And you know, and, and with all the money the, the guys make today They're always going to take the guy that makes more money Than the coach, right? So you have to be careful You have to find ways to get the best out of the players Without yelling at them too much uh, You know, hockey has changed But so is coaching And is it a bad thing? Is it a good thing? Well, I don't know Uh, I didn't mind getting ripped sometimes, but at the same time, you know, you're an athlete. You're going to pay a lot of money. Coach are there to perform. Coach are hired to be fired. They have a lot of pressure. They have to get the best out of their team. So it's crazy that now, coach today, they have to have have a psychiatric course before coaching a team, knowing that they have to know how to push the button of each of the players that they have. George, great stuff.
0: Thanks for joining us, especially on Short Nose. Didn't realize you went to Israel this weekend. Great turnaround for you, and uh, we'll talk uh, next week for Contract Equipment Limited. Anytime, bro, anytime. That is George LaRock. It is 128 at Edmonton, and we will head off to a global news weather traffic update with Randy Kilburn, and we're going to jump aboard with you. We'll even open up the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline when we return at 135. You're listening to Winners Now.